0: Hello and welcome to TW. Now I'm Scott Winnell. Welcome back to our regular viewers. And if you're brand new, welcome. We're glad to have you here with us today. You know, Americans and most in Western nations are richer today than they have ever been. Standards of living are rising all over the globe. People have seemingly more freedoms than before, yet many are less happy than they've ever been. Why do you think this might be? In an overly commercialized world where the worldly holidays of Halloween and Christmas bring hundreds of billions of dollars in revenue, the autumn holiday of Thanksgiving, celebrated in several nations, is often glanced over. The idea and the act of being thankful seems to have fallen out of vogue in the past few generations as some people focus more on making money and achieving personal success. On today's program, we're going to discuss this concept of being thankful or grateful, and its impact on personal happiness. Do you want to be happier? If so, our conversation today could really help you. So, welcome and listen well. To lead us in this discussion, we are thankful to have two individuals as our returning guests on the program today. Mr. Jonathan McNair is also a past TW Now host, and so it's great to have you back here. Thank you. And Mr. Jerry Ruddleston is also a TW now uh, individual who's here with us fairly regularly. So we're, we're glad to have you both here. We're glad to have you contribute today. Good to be here. Thank you. Let's go ahead and get started. And let me just ask you, when we look around the world today, as we think about happiness to begin with, are people happy? If people are happy, why are they happy? If not, why not? And, and yeah. we could even ask the question, what is happiness anyway? Sure. Mr. McNair.
1: You know, it's interesting to me because uh, every once in a while you'll hear these uh, these uh, discussions on, on a news program, a TV program or on the radio. And uh, they'll have an article, uh, a special about happiness in the world. And then they'll rate different countries as to the happiness indicator. So, obviously, mm-hmm. um, it's an issue. Uh, we want to be happy. We're curious as to whether we're more happy than our neighbor or than even another, another country. So it, cer- it certainly is. Uh, it is a topic that is that we're mindful of as as humans, and we're curious about it. Uh, so,
2: yeah. Yeah, that's the same. What I, what I was going to say, when you think about what's going on in society, it seems that society in general is in an upheaval these days. That they're looking for something. Yeah. And for example, we just had elections here in this country, and you could say that half the people are happy. Half the people are unhappy about the results of it, and it's, it just goes on and on and on.
1: Yeah, that reminds me even of, uh, of the way it is in Europe. We were talking about this, even in, as we discussed the topic earlier, and talking about how uh, right now in Europe, there are those that are, quite discontented with Angela Merkel and uh, but those who are part of her party of course they're unhappy that now she's being forced out of power if you go to Britain um, Brexit is a big issue so politically there are people happy and unhappy and um, and so so it is part of our of our uh, of our thinking there's there seems to be an angst um, generally speaking and uh, but yeah we want to be happy as people so it, it's, it's a topic worth I think discussing particularly in light of um, of how that applies to giving thanks and what what that has to do with our our
2: mindset. So yeah, it's definitely an issue. Uh, and then you have the drive. People seem to have their drive to have more things, so that's driving a lot of what we're doing and angst about it. Comparing yourself with your neighbor, always having to have something new. You know, I I teach a help teach a personal finance class to some of our students, and one of the things I talk to them about is being content, because contentment helps to, helps actually make you more thankful for what you have. Mm-hmm.
1: And it seems like from, um, from some of the recent uh, statistics that I've seen that, uh, that we used yeah. to think that it would, it tend to be young people who were less happy they wanted um, what they didn 't have and looked forward to being adults where they could have more and as as people aged, um, they became more content with life, but it appears that from the recent some of the recent studies that that 's not happening as um, I think one of of the, the studies uh, that we that we looked at showed that now more and more of the older crowd are unhappy with life, unhappy with the fact that they're dreams haven't come true expectations. and just, their expectations seems to be a rising number um, statistically that are, are, are not happy 77 percent I think is what one study showed of people that are just unhappy with 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 life
2: and that um, starts like I said even it starts with kids who are even in college or or younger because they think well I've got to achieve this I have to yeah. achieve that I have to achieve this in order to get there and then they fall a little bit short or you know life takes this twists and turns yeah. And more and more people are saying I'm not reaching my potential or my potential yeah. should be this I'm not getting there and
1: they're not happy What if it's a matter too of expectations you know uh, expectations today are that you can do anything and be anything and, mm. and yet in reality that's not the case. Um, we, we can't be anything and do anything all our skills and our our opportunities are not the same and if the expectation is that we can um, it's going to lead us to being unhappy because we feel, we feel unfulfilled. So maybe that's part of it as well, is that is ex- uh, unmet un, un, uh,
0: expectations. I was just gonna ask, with that concept of expectations, why do you think people's expectations are so off, maybe mm-hmm. with reality? Why, why are people having such
2: um, unmet expectations? I think part of it is the way the society is actually built on the way of get. Mm-hmm. It really is, it comes down to something, to me it comes down to something that basic. The way mm-hmm. of get. Where you think that you, you, know, you, and what the idealistic, what the idealism that the media puts out. That commercial trying to get you to buy this, trying to get you to buy that. Showing you what the, this family, you know the, the typical family has this. Well my family doesn't have that. Yeah. Or you're happy if you go to Disney World. Well my family doesn't go to Disney World. I must be doing something wrong yeah you know I'm, I'm, we're not happy we're not we're not getting there
1: so it's it, what you're saying is is we're happy based on what we can get what we can have and uh, the abundance of choices i think that's one of the things today uh, that actually has worked against us because you would think if we can get more things if we can have more things we'd be happier sure. but what we found is we're not it's the what do they call it, is A phrase for this abundance of choices that actually uh, forces us into, into a mindset where it's more frustrating, more mm-hmm. uh, uh, more agonizing, more destabilizing for us psychologically when we have too many choices. So you, so it's it's the it's it's counterintuitive that having more mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily bring us more. Having more choices, having more opportunities, doesn't bring us more. For one, what we can't have, but also just the frustration with, with, with not knowing where, where to turn. It's
2: interesting you say that because immediately Solomon pops into my mind. Mm. The person who had everything, yes. and at the end you yeah. said, yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. It, uh, or it can I, be. But, by the way, we're not trying to say that you shouldn't have things, right? And that you, you strive to have a good yeah. standard of living for your family and that type of thing. And you can be happy with what you have. Yeah you, yeah. you know, I, another thing I tell the kids, you can have a very high salary and if you are constantly living in debt, you're living paycheck to paycheck, or someone else can have a really low salary, not have debt and that type of thing, yeah. and they're happy with what they have. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a much they have a much more comfortable life, believe it or not, than someone with a high salary, you know, they're always trying to because they want more. They're always, you know, reaching, reaching, reaching. Or if you're happy with what you have, it leads to a, a type of a piece. Do you, do you think that happiness too, I uh thinking about this, is
1: is happiness something that, that's taught? Is it something that's absorbed from the the culture around? Or you know how, how it how it happens, how do we become how do we become in a, a state of happiness if it's you know it's something we we think about and if we actually even you know, think in a sense and talk sure. with our audience, if we think about um, what makes true happiness whether it's something we can actually grow in or it's just somehow environmentally out of our control because uh, because of our, our genetics or our family, whatever. I mean, I say that rhetorically, but I, I think it's something we can learn about and learn to be happy.
0: Well, it sort of begs the question, <clears throat> you mentioned Solomon. Uh, getting to the end of his life, he had everything and he still wasn't happy. Yeah. We've been talking about these unmet expectations. The question is, do people know what can really make you happy? Are we focusing on the right things or the wrong things when we're trying to measure happiness?
2: Mm-hmm. And you know, when scientists will say it's just a chemical reaction in the brain, or you're seeking for endorphins, you think about that too. I mean, mm-hmm. I gets some people in in great amount of trouble because they might be doing something that's not actually right doing, but it releases a particular endorphin in the brain, so you want to do it because it kind of has that piece, mm-hmm. kind of. Le- uh, Happiness, a sort of happiness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's physical, Very not te- lasting. Temporary, yeah. Very temporary. There's a, there's a scripture um,
1: that we read in the Bible that, that Job states He said, Happy is the man whom God corrects. <laughs> so, well, that, that is really <laughs> counterintuitive. That's a different approach to happiness than, than we have uh, to be corrected by God and it actually producing happiness mm-hmm. in us. Mm. That's very different from um, the idea of being happy by something we can have that we mm. don't have. And I think that's part of it as well, is it's uh, it could, in, in vis-a-vis thankfulness. Is, you know the idea that we can be happy if we only have something we don't. Whether it's right. an experience, whether it's a, a girlfriend, or a boyfriend, a, a wife, or a maid, or more money. It, it's almost a, it's a happiness is built on, a, on covetousness versus what Job said, that Mm. happy is the man that God corrects.
2: (laughs) That's a hard hard pill to swallow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But why does he correct? I mean, do do we ask those questions? Which then leads me to another question, and, and we're sort of going there anyway. With happiness, what do thankful and gratitude have to do with it? You've both brought up sort of this lust, the selfish desire, this way of get. Uh, there's there's a contrast to that, and it's thankfulness and it's gratitude. How do they relate to happiness?
2: Well, I think they're I think they're part of it. I think by practicing those, it gives you more of that peace of mind. And I think to have peace of mind lets you be happy. I really do. I really do.
1: Uh, I'd say too, if 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 our if our sense of our understanding of happiness comes from this well-being, the this sense of well-being or contentment we get from uh, from 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 having things, mm-hmm. then it's hard for us to be thankful because it, our thinking is inward, isn't it? We're always thinking inward, whereas thankfulness by its nature is is outward. I mean, you think about it, it's a you th- uh, thankfulness is similar to, Appreciation, and appreciation is actually uh, thinking about what we are, what we have, and it's actually then showing attention outward towards others, which takes our mind in a very different direction. And um, so, I think that's a that's a big part of it right there.
2: Mm -hmm. I agree. Can we can we jump in and I mean, a a passage of scripture that jumps out to me is is in Philippians, Mm you know, because it talks about this this very thing that we are saying. Especially here in Philippians 4 uh, verses 6 and 7 even. Be anxious for nothing but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God. And here it comes. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I found lately that my, my prayers personally I've been thanking God a lot and I'm telling you I feel like I have more peace. Not that I was unpeaceful, but just by doing that now, because you realize that it all comes, happiness, we're getting around to it. Mm. It really comes from God. It really does. I I, I firmly believe that. And this is part of how it happens. Go ahead. And uh,
1: I'd like to add to that is um, the word joy. You know, we find in the the scriptures that there's a focus that's uh, more on joy as a fruit of God's spirit. In other words, a sense of well-being, but it's not uh, as we would commonly think of happiness in our day. The the word happy is in the the scriptures and there are a number of places, but the word joy, I think, dif- look is, is broader, and it's seen as a sense of well-being and contentment that comes from God and a recognition of God and His blessings. Well, and there's thankfulness mm-hmm. as, as part of it. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a mindset mm-hmm. that is a godly mindset um, that we're we're uh, we're told to, to emulate if we are to be like like God. You know, is God ever unthankful? <laughs> is, God, is God ever covetous? <laughs> Does God ever mm-hmm. have a, a nature of wanting more? He doesn't. Think that way, and, and so, um, yeah. I, I think that there is uh, a, joy is a big part of the picture. Understanding what that what that means to have a godly joy.
0: Agreed. Well, so, what brings joy? What 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 are some of those characteristics? What are what are some of those states in life that bring us joy? Because we've talked about how having things doesn't necessarily bring about those feelings of life satisfaction what can bring about joy? What are the, what are the elements of life? You, you, you've done some study and uh, looked at some of the research. You've also lived a lot of life and known a lot of people. What are some of those elements that bring joy to life, happiness to life?
2: I, I love it. I, I was, I've been reading Job and I just finished it this morning, by the way, but you know, and in other places where where, where God talks about this a little bit, and also also there he talks about not not in Job, but he talks about the angels crying for or angels, how joyful they were when creation happened. Mm. And for us, I think about having a baby. You know, when mm. my children were born, I was overwhelmed with joy. And the tears, you know, just, just come to you. It, it's a joyful time. Uh, th- things like that are, are are part of what joy is. You, you know, <laughs> and, and joy tied
1: with thanksgiving, um, I, I think it, it's... You know, it, again, it has to do with thinking of other people, thinking about how we can jo- we could be uh, overjoyed when we have a, a baby. Um, I can think of, of, of times in my life where, um, where I've been, let's say, in need or vulnerable, and and have been then helped uh, by someone else. You know, they 've reached out they've they 've encouraged or I could think of a one situation where somebody I was on a camping trip and I was freezing cold and they they gave me in the middle of the night and I was half asleep but freezing cold and I woke up and this uh, this other person had had bundled me with their sleeping bag I mean that sounds silly, I understand, but it was i mean the, the, the I was in a sense vulnerable in need, and this person mm-hmm. they reached out and they helped me and, and now that simple i know it's a simple silly thing but to this day the the thankfulness for that i mean, maybe just as much for the fact that they that cared enough to do that actually still sort of resonates with me. And I, I would say that's a sense of joy that's brought by now again, this this case is not what I have. It was my need, it's my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But that that brought on then a thankfulness for their act of 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 kindness. So mm-hmm. now we're looking at not being strong and having, but you know, but really really being being driven by what others do to benefit us and how we feel about
2: that. And by the way, there's a Flip benefit of that too. That person had joy in knowing that they helped you. So we talk about how this all relates together by having an outward concern for other people, mm-hmm. and that you actually are giving to them because it it mm-hmm. gives you a certain sense of joy when you can you have something you can give to somebody else, and that they truly need it and are truly thankful for it.
1: Mm-hmm. So well, if, you know, even with our holiday, our Thanksgiving holiday, when we we recognize that our blessings in this nation, um, and we appreciate that because uh, much of the world does not enjoy anywhere near the blessings we do, most of the world. And uh, the more you travel and live in different parts of the world, the more you, 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 you appreciate that, and uh, we can forget about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that being said, when we, when we do recognize where those, blessing com- those blessings come from, from God, and we, and we, we give thanks, um, we, we, I think we acknowledge his love towards us, and certainly that must that must bring him joy. That uh, that, that that relationship is is enhanced by our. He loves to give. And, and we appreciate that, that, uh, that giving attitude. And, and again, particularly this, this, this time of year with Thanksgiving, I, I've seen situations on Thanksgiving where so much of the hoopla about it is all, it has nothing to do with any thanks towards God, but it has to do with all kinds of, you know, football games and everything else. God doesn't come into the picture, and that's, that's sad. I hope, and, you know, in our audience, I hope, I hope we all to take a little bit of time to remember
2: right. why we have this day. Sense. And we realize that the program will be aired, that for some they might be at Thanksgiving or, or a little yeah. bit later. And remembering to reflect on why this nation has its blessings. And remembering that it's the, this day and every day is not just about the turkey. You know, in America we have the turkey and the, the, the sides to the turkey and, and everything else. But remembering that it's because of the blessings that we have in this nation. And being thankful to God for it, and being happy
1: because that—not just happy because the uh, New England Patriots uh, won the game. No, sorry. I'm, yeah, that's I'm, true. This for our international audience. New England Patriots are a, a football team here um, that, uh, when they win, I'm and happy. For our Texas, but, the Cowboys. Of oh, course. okay, okay, <laughs> okay.
0: American football. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, back to the let's, let's let's come back to some scripture a little bit. You, you, Mr. Elston, read just a little bit ago from the scripture. Can you think of any other scriptures where God? God is giving us guidance on and showing us that He has a desire for us to be grateful, to be thankful. Oh sure. What,
1: what I one that, that I uh, I jotted down here is in Proverbs chapter three is happy is the man who finds wisdom, and the proverbs are full of of uh, points of wisdom and God also uh, commanding us to seek wisdom as uh, as part and parcel with actually having happiness. That's godly happiness though. But there's a recognition and a thankfulness to to whom that happiness uh to to the one who is the author of of that wisdom so Mm -hmm. that that's a key one to me happy is the one who has wisdom and of Mm -hmm. course thankfulness with that
2: Mm -hmm. yeah we can look at psalms uh 102 also uh 100 verse 4 enter enter to his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful to him and bless his name for the eternal is good his mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. So God knows that when we're thankful to Him, it'll make us happy. It really will, because He'll bless us. Mm-hmm. There's another, another
1: uh, proverb that I thought was interesting, and that is, um, it, it says, he who despises his neighbor sins. This is Proverbs, in Proverbs 14. He, he who despises his neighbor's sins, but he who has mercy on the poor, happy is he. Now, who would be more thankful than those who are, again, in need? The, the, someone who is poor, someone who has, is vulnerable. And having mercy on the poor, someone who is in need, then brings happiness, contentment, but also it's part and parcel with thankfulness, again, because an, a need is being fulfilled. So that, that jumped out at me, that mercy mm-hmm. and showing mercy, now that's very different from getting the things we want, but to derive happiness from showing, showing mercy Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that jumped out at me as well, It's sort of
0: the opposite of getting, isn't it? You're giving that mercy to somebody. No, definitely. Yes, and of course the
2: verse that we bring up every time we give an offering, that it's more blessed to give than to receive.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: In that context, too. Yeah.
0: Have you, in, in your life experience, uh, think about it, why do you think being thankful helps increase Happiness. Just think about your own life and and situations you've been in. Um, When you are more thankful, you mentioned you've been really trying to focus on that. Why does that bring happiness?
2: I think it's just a product of turning to God, being thankful to Him, and it leads to a peace, a peace of mind, which is a type of happiness. Mm. And being happy with what you have. That that's really what that to me it boils down to it quite a bit, Mm. being being happy with what you have, being content with what you have, and contentment a happiness, Mm -hmm. and to take joy in the success of others. Learning not just to look focus in on yourself. Like I mean, going back to the beginning, kind of tying it all together with a little bow here. You know, people are unhappy because they're not achieving. They're not achieving. They can't get 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 get. But when you learn to be happy with your family, with their successes the successes of others, it gives you a peace and happiness, hmm. at least in my mind. You
1: know, you think of the opposite of, of contentment um, and happiness is wanting something you don't have. We've, already, we've talked about that. But that's really what the commandments are about, not only covetousness but the commandment against stealing. What does that speak to? It speaks to thinking uh, not of what we enjoy and what we, what we have and what has been given to us, what we've been blessed with, but it, it, it actually puts us in a mindset of what we don't have and actually acting out getting something else that doesn't belong to us adultery has to do with the same it's actually it's uh, it's it's instead of thinking of appreciation to others it's looking at others and and uh, what we what we want Um, that's right murder i mean again it's it's getting our way versus thinking of Mm -hmm. others Um, i mean even the, the the sabbath day we're taking god's time and we're saying no that's i want to use it as i wish instead of uh, acknowledging, that's God's time, and then giving that and devoting ourselves to Him. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look at the, the commandments, I mean, it, it's all about uh, uh, going outward as opposed to the, the selfishness. So you think about it, they produce then a way of happiness if we live by them because they're, they're outward thinking mm-hmm. and, and not selfish, uh, selfishly thinking.
2: By the way, another byproduct of the Sabbath too is that we're supposed to look to God is the creator on that day, mm-hmm. taking a step back from our labors. By the way, be thankful you don't need, God says yeah. to rest.
1: And it's a day of thanksgiving too, in a sense. It's isn't a day it? of thanksgiving. Really, seriously. Because if you're
2: remembering God as the creator, you can't help but be in awe of the creation and be thankful that we're here. Yeah. And be thankful yeah. that he sets the creation, that we don't go outside one day and gravity works, the next <laughs> exactly. day it doesn't really work and that the earth is in the exact position, yeah. that we're not too close to the sun or too far in outer space, or be burned up or frozen to death, yeah. and His laws are there and eternal, and they work for us. Be thankful.
1: You know, in a way, it's it's sad that as an American, in our, our American society, we have this, this Thanksgiving Day. Um, other places, other nations, they have it. Uh, some nations have a Thanksgiving Day. Canada, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a lot of nations obviously don't, especially nations that don't have a Judeo-Christian background. But it it really is sad that we relegate thanking God to one day a year, and even on that day, um, I would dare say that most Americans don't do a lot of thanking of God, unfortunately, from just, from my experiences, it's more about other things. When in reality, we're supposed to give thanks to God every Sabbath day, and um, in a sense, it's. I think it's. It's a. It's a sad thing that it's only the one day. <laughs> it's.
2: But its original intent was. was a Which day is of good. Thanks. Which is good. And that was. That was a good thing. So. Right. No, yeah, yeah. Definitely.
0: Interesting. So when we think about, I'm just. I'm listening to what you're saying. Uh, you're talking about the need to be content, um, and, and how, <clears throat> when we're content, we feel more at peace. It, it makes me wonder, the, the whole idea of getting and, and doing for self, we're talking about do, we need to be doing for others. Doing for self, getting, having these things that we want. Is is there ever a time when uh, that need and that desire is satiated mm. or, or does it continue? And I'm I'm sort of thinking out loud, but you can respond to that too if you want. If If we're trying to get for ourselves, do we ever You reach a point where we've got it all and we're content, or does it keep going?
1: There's never enough, and I think that speaks to that uh, abundance of choices that we have. Some of the most popular stores today, um, I could think of certain grocery stores that where their their mantra is oh, few choices uh, because they they recognize that it's a winning game mm. to offer only a few types of potato mm. chips as opposed to uh, 37 across a row where people <laughs> uh, you know get get frustrated. So it's a it's it's really um, the abundance of choices doesn't help. And we of course we never we are never satiated. We always want more. Whatever we have, we always want more. Um, Interesting, I think one of the studies that, uh, that actually uh, you, you, you passed our way as we were preparing for this was uh, had to do with how uh, the middle part, of, it seems like the middle part of, of the earners in America, the middle America in terms of financially, mm-hmm. are, are, are struggling and are not happy. Um, it seems like, I think the study mentioned how uh, those who have not earned a high school degree and those who are on the absolute upper cusp of uh, you know, millionaire status or whatever uh, seem to have the most, at least stated, happiness where the broad swath in the middle are, are unhappy on, on the whole. Um, so that, that I think that speaks to people in that swath, all of us in that middle part, mm-hmm. tending to always want more and, and how mm-hmm. um, that, that's part of our, our psyche, you know. Mm. Agreed. I, I wonder if also, uh, again, as a nation, because we, we believe in hard work and we believe in, in uh, uh, earning what you, what you can and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder if that work ethic, which is a good thing, can also turn against us because that work ethic turns into w- wanting to get ahead, wanting to get ahead, wanting to get ahead, and then therefore never being sati- satisfied, mm-hmm. um, even as a national culture <coughs> here in, in, in our country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, some countries uh, do tend to seem to, I, I think of living in Asia, where there are certain, uh, certain countries that part of their, of their psyche is to be more content. I'm not saying they're perfect human beings, but that is part of the psyche, is uh, is not to have that drive like we have in this country.
2: I, I totally agree with that. Um, when you think about, <clears throat> excuse me, but you think about also how our society is built on what you do. we talk about, have, you can be content in your work if you're doing something that you really love doing, but many people find themselves doing things that perhaps they don't love doing. Think about all the, and maybe you, you could say uh, with, with all the electronic things that are going on, you know, I don't want to tell people who work on the internet that you're not happy what you're doing, <laughs> <but> <laughs> so to speak, but people are doing things are like, where is this job actually leading me? Yeah. Mm. You know, it, it's a rare thing to be able to, to do what you love, love, love to do. Many, many people just, you know, are working because they have to work to, mm. uh, to survive. Yeah, of course, I, I, I reviewed a, um,
0: It was a Prager University video clip done by Mike Rowe, the Dirty Jobs guy, and he was talking about how uh, we really shouldn't follow our dreams, um, but we should learn to be content in what we have. uh, we may not be in the job that we love the most, but we can learn to love the job we do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was really an interesting. He had a a little more graphic uh, description, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you might want to check it out on your own. But it was just really interesting that here here's someone out there saying, uh, you you can learn to love what you do, even if it's not something you would have chosen in the first place. You because know, con- thankfulness, content, mm-hmm. and I
1: was I was going to say, you know, in a way, con- contentment is is not an exact synonym, but it is. In the family of thankfulness, isn't it? It's very closely related. It, it is closely related. <clears throat> being being content has an element of thankfulness and appreciation mm-hmm. for uh, for the state that you're in.
0: Yeah. Um, so. We have actually reached our time here. We need to wind down. Uh, But hopefully our audience has learned a few things or have have been reminded of a few things. As we do wind down, I have a final question for you. And that's, what do you wanna leave the audience with? What's really a take-home point that you find helpful to you, but that maybe the audience might find helpful to them as well, something
2: to remember? In, In my mind, as I mentioned before, my My prayers have been turning to adding a lot more thanks to it, and I really recommend you doing this and, and proving proving this and because you realize where it really comes from mm. and to be thankful for the, for the be thankful to the creator and he'll help you to be thankful for whatever state you find yourself in that 's my takeaway interesting you know it's interesting there's actually some research that Would back up what you just
0: said. Uh, That whole idea of focusing on what you're thankful for really does begin to change your outlook. It sure does. And even the science is beginning to show that. Uh, Something God knew a long time ago. (laughs) What what are what do you want to leave us with? Um,
1: You know, there's there's a word that we find in the Bible. It's it's called the word is blessing. Uh, Having a blessing or being being blessed. Mm. It's not a word that's much part of our of our culture and language today. Uh, typically, but uh, we read about blessings uh, in the Bible. And mechanisms are good, you know, Meca- practice routines are good for us to learn things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I'm just thinking that if we actually uh, force ourselves from time to time to sit down and, as they say, count your blessings, in other words, make a list, whether it's uh, in our mind or whether on a piece of paper of all the blessings, all the, the, the good things that we, and I say things, now we're talking about things, but yes, okay, our family, our husband, our wife, our children, um, the fact that we have good health, the fact that, anyway, you, go make the, you start making a list, mm-hmm. and when our mind is focused on, uh, on the blessings that are mm-hmm. part of our life, it's, it's hard to uh, be in a state of mind where we just want more and more and more because, because it just helps us to practice appreciating and again, being thankful for what we have already have been blessed with.
0: Hmm. Interesting, so when you're filled up with hmm. this, there's, there may not be as much room for Certainly. looking for more. Certainly. Interesting. Gentlemen, thank you for being part of the program today. Thank you for your thoughts. Uh, a very thoughtful program today and thank you for your help in reminding us about what's important, and what we really do need to be thankful for. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You know, it's sadly ironic that in recent decades, as the pursuit of happiness has become more ingrained, and people have driven themselves to get their individual happiness, we as a society have become more unhappy than ever. As we've talked about on today's program, happiness is profoundly impacted by other factors, factors beyond us, beyond ourselves, and factors that are really toward other people, and particularly God. In this time of year when quite a few of our nations actually are celebrating their own thanksgivings, we should be reminded about the incredible power of gratitude, of being thankful. Intentionally becoming more thankful and grateful to God for our blessings will make us happier and will make us more content, something God understood well as He directed us to do in the pages of His Bible. What are you thankful for? When was the last time you thought about this? Consider taking a little bit of time, as Mr. McNair just admonished us, to to make a list of some of those things that you're happy for, that you're thankful for. And you might then want to notice how you feel after you begin making this list. For more encouraging news about the future, more insights into how to live a happy life, we encourage you to visit us at tomorrowsworld.org. And also stay tuned to TW Now each week. We'll look forward to seeing you again next week.